Hey friends, Jesse J here. Wanting to really talk about a topic um, that really affects me significantly, and not just me, but many people around me. So many people that are in my family, um, several of my friends. So I wanted to talk about it because I think it's important too, and that is depression. I wanted to talk about it because I think it's misunderstood so frequently. Because depression, a lot of times, is described as being sad. People think, well, I get sad, but I'm still able to handle my shit. Well, I get sad, but I still show up to stuff anyway. Well, I get sad, but fill in the blank. I can keep a job or whatever other people think, or I I feel sad, but I don't have to take medicine. And so a lot of times the misconception is that depression is just looking sad. And that, yes, is a part of it, but it definitely, sadness doesn't describe the magnitude of depression. Depression feels like your bed is you, like that you are a part of it. So when I can speak for myself, when I am in a state of depression, I am unable to get out of my bed. And I don't mean I'm being lazy. I don't want to. It's that I physically can't. My body feels like it weighs 700 pounds and to lift even my finger takes every ounce of energy that I have. It looks like if I'm able to get out of bed when I'm feeling that way, it looks like me being short-tempered. It looks like me never really feeling incredible joy. Like when something good happens, it's not to say that I don't feel good because I do feel good. I'm happy when good things happen. But I don't feel that incredible joy that some people feel. Um, I was talking to a client and she was sharing about how depression has held her back from so much. And we were connecting it to the idea of depression being like an old friend. And this is a friend that has never really served you or been towards your benefit, but that's where you feel comfortable. It's your comfort zone. And so when you're depressed, There's always this other voice, and I don't want to use voice. I want to use that very carefully because I don't want it to make it sound like it's a different type of mental illness, but it's the idea that every time I say, tomorrow, I'm going to do really good things. I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you have this thing where then it's time to wake up and execute that plan And you no longer care about the plan. 
You don't even understand why you even thought that it was possible because that just sounds so stupid to you right now. And just rolling over and going back to sleep sounds so much better to you because you're even unable in those moments to connect what your bigger picture is to what's happening in the moment. This old friend depression constantly whispers in your ear when you're doing really well. Just don't do it. You don't have to do that. You just come on, just come back to bed. Just cancel going to all of those events because no one cares that you're there or not. It's debilitating. Um, a lot of times, I know depression and anxiety will come together a lot. And I heard somewhere before, and I don't really remember where I heard it from, but they said that depression is like always living in the past. You're always wishing things could have been different. You're just kind of dragging yourself along. Anxiety feels like the future, an unknown future, a future where you have no idea what tomorrow looks like. And for some people, it's not even tomorrow. It's what the next 10 minutes are going to look like. And when you have that when you're younger, those things and those habits are really, really hard to get out of. But I don't want to say habits to make it seem as if depression and anxiety are not diagnosable mental health illnesses because that's inaccurate. I hope I phrased that right. That depression and anxiety are, they are mental illnesses. They are diagnosed in a manual just like any other illness is. And really, depression feels like the friend that always wants to go against what you think is right for you. When you're like, oh, man, you know, I really think that I should, I don't know, take on gymnastics. Well, that's a terrible example because I am 43 and I am definitely not going to be taking a gymnastics class anytime soon. Let's use going back to school. Depression is like you having a dream and saying, wow, I really think I should go back to school and accomplish this thing. And depression says, no, why do you need to do that? You're really comfortable where you are right now. Why do you need to change? Why does anything need to change? Can't we just sit here forever? And that actually may have even crossed over into anxiety, which is why they're so closely associated. Depression feels like dark. And I don't mean, you know, when you walk outside and it's dark outside and it feels dark, you're like, wow, it's dark outside. And there's just a feeling that comes with it being dark versus the feeling that you get when there's sunlight. Hopefully other people feel that and it's not just me. But that feeling. And I feel like we associate the sunlight with good feelings, happy emotions, and the darkness with sad ones. Well, depression feels like it's always dark. And it doesn't feel like the normal function of the day where even though it's darkness right now, I know that in 
the next 12 hours, it will be light, likely. Depression feels like it's always dark and it will always be dark. I think that um, Eeyore, I know I've heard that the Winnie the Pooh characters, I guess, were each based off of um, a different emotion. <clears throat> and I don't remember all of them because I wasn't really a big Winnie the Pooh watcher. But what I do remember is that Eeyore is like depression. Very low drawl in his voice and just the darkness is everywhere. Everything that's going to happen is going to be bad and everything that has happened is bad. I'm not able to to pick out the really good things in my past, even though there's plenty to see. I only picture the bad, not, not the good. I had to take a drink. I'm very sorry. I, so I, I've, I've gone in and out of counseling. So I've done counseling for a long time, really on and off. I wish I could say consistently, but many reasons for it not being consistent. And I remember this counselor one time, she gave me the assignment of write down significant things that have happened to you. That was her directive. Write down significant things that have happened to you. So I go and I sit down and I instantly start writing down. I had this really long list of bad things that have happened. So I thought it was important for her to know that my sister died when I was two. I wanted her to know that my uncle died when I was, I think, six. Um, that my grandmother died. That my good friend from high school died. I just really wanted her to know all of those things. And I remember her, I brought it back and I was really proud of myself. I had done my homework and she says, wow, has nothing good ever happened to you? And I thought, huh, yeah, plenty of good things have happened to me. And she said, I want you to redo this assignment. Of course, keep the things that have happened to you that you've listed here. Those are significant, you know, losing people. That's a significant thing. And some of the other things that I had written. And she said, but I need for you to get in there and go figure out some good things that happened and write them in there. And I even remember as a kid, even like as I'm talking, I remember as a kid, my mom had snuck a peek at my diary. And I remember her saying to me something about, why don't you ever write good things? So I must have, I have no idea. I don't even know where the diary went, but I'm guessing I was always venting out bad things that happened. And of course, the injustices we suffer as children. I'm sure that's all I was writing about. And so I feel like depression is always looking on the bad side. It's always, it's, it's having a hard time being able to say all of these really terrible things have happened, but also good has happened. And I want to say that it's important for people with depression to have a good group of people around them, a, a group of people who are not going to say, 
not just say, because they should say, are you okay? But not just saying, are you okay? But if they sense something is off, getting in the car and going over to that person's house to check on them. Depression doesn't always lead to suicide. But I can tell you, oh, I'm about to give you some real truths, guys. I There have been many times, I don't think where I've ever crossed over into the point where I actually thought I might take my own life, but there have been many times where I have definitely felt doom and gloom and nothing will ever get better and that it will always be this bad. I I have definitely felt that way many times. And when you're in that position, someone who is depressed has an inability to really be able to acknowledge that they have so many people that love them. Ooh, I am sorry. Hopefully you're still able to follow me. Um, when I have had my really, really, really rough days, it's difficult to remind myself <clears throat> that I have an amazing family. That I have a mom and dad who love me a lot. That I have brothers and sister-in-laws who are more like sisters. And nieces and nephews. And my children and my husband and my friends. And knowing that I have that is really hard to see when depression is winning. And what's important to know is, so my friend Tamika, she would always, you know, she would always be like, hey, you, she, I would talk to her in the morning and she'd say, are you still in bed? Let's be clear. It wasn't the morning. It was, you know, at least 12, which is very unlike me. And so she would say, you get up right now. And you go to your brother's house. Because she knows that my nieces and nephews are an incredible light to me. And so I say that to say when you're someone who is suffering from depression... It's important to make sure that you have people in your corner who are supporting you when you don't have the strength to do it yourself. And I want to say to anyone who has family or friends who have depression, those people need for you to pop up. When you feel like something is off, you don't say, can I do anything? You don't say, is there anything I can do? Because the person who is depressed can't name it. They can't say what's wrong because nothing has happened. It's difficult to be able to name something that is innate 
Like I can't name that. Innate means it's a thing. So that would be the opposite of it. You know what I mean. I can't tell you what's wrong with me because I don't even know. And sometimes it's important for you to just pop up with, <clears throat> excuse me, with their favorite thing or not inviting them to your house, but damn it, showing up at theirs and saying, we are getting ready to watch, I don't know, fill in the blank for the movie. That's your movie that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel at home. I heard one time that people who suffer from depression and anxiety, a lot of times will want to watch the same movies repeatedly because they know what's going to happen. And I can say there is something definitely too being able to put in a movie you've seen a hundred times and just listen to it in the background, but you're still watching it, but you're not watching it. You're just staring at it. If you know, you know. So it's just really important that if you have family and friends who have depression to make sure that you're checking on them, to make sure that you're never saying, gosh, you know, they're making it up or they're whatever. I feel like when you're weighing out those options, when you're saying, are they really depressed or are they faking it? It doesn't really matter because if, if they're really experiencing it and you assume that they're faking it, how are you showing up for that person? It's like I said, pop up on them, schedule something with them on Friday and say, there is no backing out. So I'm going to be there to pick you up. It's showing up for them even if they say they don't want you to. Because chances are they really do want you to. They just don't want to tell you they want you to. Because they don't feel like they deserve what you're giving. Woo, I tell you. Anyone, anyone who can understand and agree with what I feel, I hope that you... Um, I hope that you know that you are worthy of a good life. I hope that you know that even though sometimes it may not seem like it, there are plenty of people who love you a lot. And to never give up. Depression is something that we will fight with. We will battle with them. For all of our life, even if you're someone who takes medicine, that's still something you have to consistently manage and take and continue to follow up and advocate for yourself and your doctor's appointments. And there's so many components that go with it. And I hope that I've offered today just a little bit of a glimpse into what depression looks like. Um, if you need help, if you need resources, please reach out. Um, I'm happy to help direct you into different places that you can go. I'm happy to listen and offer guidance and support. If you're someone who still doesn't understand what depression looks like, I'm happy to help explain it to you or direct you to people who can explain it better. But all in all, I hope that you know you're worth it. Okay, friends. I most certainly did not think that I was going to cry while I was talking about this thing. 
Um, but I'm glad I did because hopefully you got to see a little bit of an insight into the hot mess express that I can be. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. The next episode, I'm going to be interviewing my babyest brother is what I call him, Jared. He is an incredibly motivated individual. It's been amazing to watch him grow and become the man that he is today. And he just tries and does so many different things. He just has the courage to do the craziest shit. And I'm really proud of him for that. And I got to tell you that it will not be likely. I'll be able to say that to him to his face. So I'm saying it right now before we do our episode. And until next time, friends, please take care of yourself and take care of each other.